everybody. It is a beautiful, sunny, but cool day today in Providence, Rhode Island. And welcome to Hospitable with Nick and Dean. What's up, Dean? What's Nick Macris. It's that thankful time of year, you know. It's Thanksgiving, so might as well give out a little bit of thanks there. I'm thankful you're my friend. I'm thankful you're my co-host. And I'm thankful I don't see you as much as I probably used to see you every day. You're thankful. I'm thankful about that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. So anyway, welcome to Hospitable with Nick and Dean. Brian Lavin, nice to see you. Full. It's good, good to be seen and heard now. And heard because we got that fourth mic, baby. I know, and we're expanding our space, ladies and gentlemen, to accommodate guests as uh, the podcast grows in popularity. Thanks for being a listener, uh, Nick. You want to tell people how to get in touch with us? And sure. So we do have our email. If you guys want to email us any ideas, recommendations, any questions, uh, any f- ideas maybe for future shows, it's Nick and Dean Podcast at Gmail and our Instagram yes. is Nick and Dean. That's our uh, Nick and Dean. That's Nick it. Dean. Nick, Nick and Dean. Dean. Not podcast. Not nope. hospital. Oh, nope. nice. Just the name. Yeah, check it out. It's pretty fun. We've got some good mm-hmm. stuff up there. Um, and for those of you might see stickers of hospitables, Nick and Dean, around the city of Providence. Just so you know, yeah, that's that's <laughs> Dean. He's been going crazy. With Gorilla it. marketing baby. We're out there on the ground, shaking hands, kissing old, you know, kissing babies and old, hugging old ladies. That kind of thing. Ooh, I like that. Can you yeah, say that right? again? Yeah. Like that? So, ki- uh, kissing babies kissing and babies, hugging old ladies. Hugging old ladies. That's from your radio days, isn't it? Yeah, it's something like, yeah, back in the something day. like that. Thank you. Um, that sounds like, you remember Wolfman Jack? I do. Of course I remember Wolfman Jack. Of course. Yeah, yeah man, he was the uh, he was the guy at the time because oh, he, he was he, like the wasn't he like the the Howard Stern of his times? Y- yeah, I mean, he, was, oh, he wasn't a shock jock, but he was correct, just, right? correct. But he just had a distinctive voice, great personality, well, his look too, right? Wolfman, yeah, yeah it was kind of cool looking. Yep, yeah. speaking of looks, that's so the subject yeah. we're going to get into today. Is about yes, fact, or not? Um, Michael Sabatoni, we had a blast week, Nick, right? We did. Uh, he talked All a lot about, about uh, trends, right? Trends in the. Uh, not only the beverage industry, but hospitality in general, right? Any big takeaways you remember? Man, you know, the only thing I can say is that we're back. Hospitality yes. industry is <laughs> back, man. It's, it's you know, I think it's bigger and better than it was pre-COVID. We learned a lot. Yep, right? sure did. Learned a lot during COVID. And I think the big the biggest takeaway, Dean, is the resiliency of mm-hmm. our industry, man. I think that's, that's the, uh, for me at least. Yeah. That uh, people are just, they're, we're social beings, man. We're social beings and they just, we love socializing and, and being seen and just going out. That's my takeaway is just the resiliency of, of our industry. And it's, it's great. It's great to see it come back. I agree. Well, it's a Thanksgiving week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're in season three, episode nine wow. today. A lot of episodes this year. Uh, we're, really we're, we're, getting, we're getting our stuff together. I got to right? tell you, you know, it's, it's been a little bit of a learning curve because we had to sort of see how we fit together. I know I love you, Nick, and I know we have a lot of disagreements about certain things. Academically and otherwise. Do you think? But I think that's what makes for the good sauce here. And, uh, and, and, and we really found that having really people that were really intelligent and smart about specific areas of hospitality every week kind of enriched the program. Yeah. It just made it a little more fun and also gave us a chance to pick on more people other than ourselves, which is kind of fun, too. So, um, yeah, so, Nick, we got a really uh, interesting, really smart guy today. Yeah. I shouldn't say guy. He's a man. He's well, a not just interesting. He's, he's it's. It's not just smart. I mean, it's interesting. And, yeah. and, you know, there's uh, the topic I, I find extremely uh, 
interesting, man. I don't know. It's just something, you know, as we get into it and we introduce right. our guests, it's just something that's uh topic that's kind of interests you for different reasons. Yeah, you know, oh, well, I'll, I'll get into it as we yeah, introduce sure. our guests. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to spoil the fun. Yeah. So um, this is part of the Johnson & Wales Hospitality with Purpose podcast series. So I should let my guests know these two cats over here already know guests that, uh, you know, what we say is really our opinions. It's not that of Johnson & Wales. So feel free to speak freely uh so it doesn't represent you know he just says that so he doesn't get fired (laughs) (laughs) me and this guest actually just make sure we talk about that because we had a conversation of what he uses to kind of qualify this very subject of our opinions and it's not anything else more than that so we'll get into that but uh, i'm when we start nick you want to go no go man so um today we have uh, dr michael bigzik bigzik no, you, 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 you Bud Zizek. Bud Zizek. <laughs> there you go. Bud Zizek. Um, interesting, because I think that brings into the whole thing of, you know, ethnicity and culture. If I, It's hard to pronounce. It probably is an interesting culture or background this, that you have, sir. Um, you are a junior PhD. Yep. You um, have uh, a uh, master's in science, specifically in biological science. Yes. Yep. And um, my, my suspicion is probably an A-plus student growing up. Any of those facts that I miss, sir? <laughs> no, you got them all. Well, ladies yep. and gentlemen, please welcome to the program Dr. Michael Bidzizik. Thank yes, you, everybody. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you. Welcome, Mike. Yeah, I know your schedule's busy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so tell us um, what it's like. You mentioned earlier well, you're of Filipino descent, right? Yes. So you, is that both sides or full? My dad's Polish. Dad's yes. Polish. So you have Irish, two? German, okay. you have Wisconsin, uh, where he was born and grew up. Went to the Navy, you know, met my mom in the Philippines and so the rest of history. You're a Navy Brit. Navy Brat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Born on the West Coast, California, yeah. San nice. Diego. Nice. So you had a German father. You have a Filipino mother. Polish. Polish. I'm yep. sorry. Uh, <laughs> see, pay attention. Nick, don't even say anything. I'm looking at you right now, man. Just Dude, so, I'm, I didn't I'm say nothing. I'm just hitting the ground. I'm just thinking that. Here, baby. Um, and uh, a, a Filipino mom. Yep. Yes. Are they first generation, second, or where does uh, that put you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 My dad. Yeah. First generation American. His parents were born. I think they were born here. So second generation for my dad. My gotcha. mom, you know, immigrated here with my dad. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're, you're a young man, young man growing up where? In, wow. Uh, across from where you traveled, yeah. I'm sure, right? Yeah. Born in uh, California, then, you know, went to Hawaii and Virginia, lived in Wisconsin for a bit, but grew up a lot in Virginia. And our last orders are here in Rhode Island. So we just settled, set our roots here. Nice. So you're growing up, you're going to school, right? You're acing everything. <laughs> when did you find out you had a love for science? When did that first happen? Oh, man. Because um, it was the opposite of what I was raised with, which was a lot of, um, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, raised Southern Christian military, as we would say. So there's a lot of religious um, views in my house. And again, you know, Midwest, Wisconsin and Philippines. Very super, conservative, right? Yep, conservative yeah. and religious. So I was like, what is the other side of life other than this? You know, and I read a quote somewhere that science is the uh, light in the dark. And I'm like, whoa. Right. Let me Somebody ask you this. Something, this. something personal. Mm-hmm. Were you religious growing up? Oh, very, yeah. So how about now? Now that you have, so this has always fascinated me, yeah. right? So you have the people that are fanatic. Now, I don't want to say that you're fanatic, yeah. but, you know, there are people that are very religious-minded. Yeah. And then there are people that are science-based. Like, yeah. where do you fall on that spectrum? 
Oh, I'm completely removed from religion. Really? Straight up See, I find that interesting. Man. Once you find the truth, you're like, wow. Yeah, but how, well, I, I think this is a topic for a different, yeah, but uh, I mean, how yeah. do you know? <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Definitely. I know. How do you know? Well, how does he know yeah. what, Nick? That it, there's, I mean, I don't want to call you an atheist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I think he is an atheist. <laughs> well, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to make assumptions, but okay. it, it seems that you've sort of uh, gotten the science Route as opposed to the religious route is, yep. is okay. Let's put it. Is there a middle ground between religion and, and science? I mean, in the it exists the middle ground in the world. There are people who walk both of you know those paths. I call them you day, don't. No, no, I'm not a day walker like that. No, nope, I'm <laughs> one or the other. So it's about science. If you can't yep, prove it, it ain't true. There's so many um, ways to substantiate our claims in science versus you know religious claims. It's just. You know, yeah, I think we're going to have him on right. for a second episode. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Well, Nick starts the show with like the big yeah. mountain question of all questions. No, it's, just, the no, it's always right. I mean, you I mean right. there are 8 billion you know. people here and there's been a lot of homo sapiens. A virgin birth has never happened again. Only time was what? In antiquity in the Bible? You would think it would be a frequent occurrence. It's never happened again. Therefore, it's probably never happened. But isn't that what makes it? Magical? Godly? No. <laughs> That's magic. That's mythical, wishful thinking. So, okay, yes. I know this is way <laughs> off the topic. Sarah, it's not biology. This is Run way away. off the topic of, of what we're supposed to be saying, but you, you just, like... Brian's white-knuckling it at the no, control I, I, station. I love this. Keep right? going. So, go with it. so uh, okay, did Jesus, according to your beliefs, did, mm -hmm. did he exist? No. Nope, he's a story of how the stars align to change and rotate your crops. So it's, he didn't exist. He wasn't an actual person. He is a fictitious character to tell a good wow. story for humanity to remember how to farm. And that's how we learn. And that's okay. what learning okay. is, is good storytelling. Okay. And that book is a good book full of stories that talk about how to behave as a human. So let me ask you this, and I'll, I'll end, I'll end nope. the, this. The, and we'll get into why we're really here. Um, <laughs> so the Big Bang, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take it, Please? like, I'm going to strip it all down, man, and just, like, Finally! God, <laughs> strip it down. How can nothing come, how can something come from nothing? Ain't that the conundrum? Maybe there was something before there was nothing. Well, where did that something come from? Exactly. See? It's better than somebody made it all up. I don't know, man. There has to nope. be. Anyways, whatever. I'm, yeah, we're going to turn this into <laughs> yeah. uh, religion uh, with Nick and Dean. But anyways. Um, <laughs> but Brian, I mean, it's we really should do that. See, I'm, I'm, the I'm, war and drug I'm, was really religiously focused. Yeah. 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 So very related. Interesting. We're going to have. Uh, the stigma. We should stigma. part of that. Uh, yeah. We should do a spinoff podcast. I would. Uh, Sunday service with Nick. With Nick, right? <laughs> <laughs> and no, not my. <laughs> Listen, you know, I don't. I'm not. a. I'm a spiritual person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did go to church, uh, as a child. Um, mm -hmm. I am also very research based individual. I, I data has to back up everything, mm -hmm. but I don't know. There's just something that tells me that there's, there's a higher power, man. Yeah. There's just something out there that, yeah. and it's okay to have that. Yep. I, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I used, to be an old boy. I used to teach CCD. I was deep in it. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I found the truth. I just find that interesting. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. All right. And Sorry created, about that. Who created the higher power, Nick? Now let's go to the well, that's, <laughs> that's the conundrum, yeah. as we said. Yeah. Right? So, um, so, so you're a young man. You're, 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 you're doing well at school. Mm -hmm. uh, again, did we narrow it down to that epiphany, that moment where something went, hey, I think I'm good at this, or I've got a talent or a knack for this or an interest for it, that being science? Yeah. Yep. Science, I'm, my 
Tied to science was my mom's garden. She always gardened mm. and how to germinate seeds, how to grow them, when do they flower. But to do that in different regions of the United States. So oh, wow, she's checking yeah. out um, the zones and whatnot. And she's from the Philippines with a you know second grade education. But she knows how to work with nature. And there was science behind that. And that's um, what made me fall in love with it. And the whole growing aspect of plants, that's what it comes down to for me. Um, it, it was our food. And it was our medicine, and like that's that. why I just I loved it. And yeah. doing that in school was perfect for me, food and medicine. Did, now, did, did we, we, did we introduce Dr. Bud? Well, we're not yet. Oh, we're, oh, we're going to wait. <laughs> we're building up to that. I, I, don't know, I don't know if that was like, you know, your, Listen, your memory I'm lost. just a happy man right now. Right. You are in the mix, brother. Ooh. So just keep it going. Whatever you're doing, Ooh. I'm happy. I leave here blessed. <laughs> so um, we involved any of the science clubs or things of that nature that were academic or that continue to perpetuate this process for you? Yeah. Um, as a young scientist, we had to be part of clubs and organizations. Um when I was in school, uh, high school, I loved the sciences, but also art. And the thing that I follow and have brought here is the Art and Sciences uh, Club. Oh, and awesome. that, that's one of my brain babies. Nice. And we produce art using scientific techniques. So I have this event where we do, um, the title of the project is called um, Painting with Bob Ross, I mean, Painting with Moss. And I teach students how to do plant tissue culture of moss and then make art from it so we can paint with this moss in its media and it will grow anywhere you paint it. So on the side of buildings, wow. on canvas. But you went through the science of taking this living organism and blending the crap out of it to its cellular stage where it can regenerate through mitosis. And we provide it food in the media, but the media can act as our paint. So we made really cool artwork. That's um, awesome from that That's project. Cool. Okay, I'm writing this down. Mitosis. Yeah, mitosis. <laughs> Hold on. Not mitosis. Regeneration. Hold on. You spell that? <laughs> um, so do you? So, oh, wait, sorry, go back to the moss yeah. paint though for a second. Mm -hmm. Like. Um, are there like practical applications of that beyond just like painting? Right. Like I'm thinking like, I don't know, like uh, the idea of like a green roof. Yeah, a building, hundred percent. Right? Yeah, like you know? the opportunity to be able to paint a wall, yeah. and have it be alive, channeling, right? right? Like uh, removing carbon yeah. from the air, right, and producing oxygen yeah. and kind of greening a space. Yeah, like that. sustainable it's, art, right? Fantastic, really Yeah, I mean, moss grows on my shingles, anyways. Yeah, right. right. Why not right. have yep. it? Why not just cover the whole thing and yeah. do a painting of it? That's so cool. That's and is it different colors? Yeah, you do different shades of green and a little bit of yellows with some mosses. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. I'm sure those colors can change <laughs> if one wanted those colors to change, which is part of a topic today, right? When we get into cannabis, this is really a follow-up appointment, a follow-up interview to that, Nick. Tell us who we first The Overlord to. of Cannabis. That's correct. So we had uh, Dr. Magnus Thorson on. Mm. Uh, was it this season or last yeah, season? Uh, I think it was the end of last, Brian. Last season. Last season. Yeah. And he uh, spoke about the uh, various uh, social aspects of uh, cannabis and the program here at Johnson & Wales. And, yeah, it was a very interesting yeah. uh, conversation we had with uh, the Overlord. We, we focused a lot on him very spearheading you know, a new department or division or no. field here in Johnson Wales University, cannabis Degree. entrepreneurship. Right. And what that degree entailed and how it mm -hmm. became and the process, because that was not an easy road to travel. 
to get here. Mm-hmm. But uh, to his um, you know, credit, he was able to sell the program to the powers that be and show the value for the students that attend and are interested in getting into this very new but long overdue, I would say, um, an important field. Well, my understanding is where Johnson Wales is the first university, right? First institution to yes. have such a program, right? Yep. Yeah. When me and Magnus co-created it, that was our goal was right. to take the best of business and the best of science. Yeah. And this was when we had our previous provost when they were trying to create programs that were interdisciplinary. Yeah. Yeah. So Magnus is like, I'm business. But what are you? Right. I'm science. And what can we do here? What's hot in the market? So we're hanging at his house in the summer and we just proposed cannabis entrepreneurship. I think that's a, that's awesome. Right. I really do. I and we went through so the rigmarole roles of filling out the program requirements, pitching it to upper administration, getting it accepted as a program on 420 back in the day. Yeah, yeah. We, we got yeah. that official word back, so that was serendipitous. And it, it's a beautiful program that we co-created, half, you know, business, yeah, half, half business, science. Half science right? And I tell my students, if you can speak money and you can speak science, I mean, you got the world That's in your the best, pocket. the best combo. I never heard that kind of kind of positioning. I love it. I'm going to start yeah. using that. Note so no matter yourself. Yep, no matter what, through our program, base default, our students are speaking right. those languages, which is very lucrative for them. Can you introduce them now, please? Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, first of all, I want you to close your eyes, ladies and gentlemen, for just five seconds. And I want you to think of what's, what we've just introduced in the background of this gentleman. And what do you perceive he might look like? And what he might, what is your perception based on? Straight A student, right? Um, somebody that's junior PhD, um, been in biological science for many years, does master's in science, biological science, um, part of all those science clubs. So what do you see? Give you five seconds. Great. So let me do this now and say welcome, not Dr. Buzizic, but Dr. Bud. Dr. Bud. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Dr. Bud. Thank you. Because these are two different perceptions, one might argue and say, of what your credentials say mm-hmm. and what you've, um, your, your history has shown, your education has shown, and maybe the way you might look, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and it certainly so did to school, me. Man. You're so <laughs> yeah. old school. Well, that's why I'm talking about it. Because if you sat there and you thought of somebody that was, you know, collared shirt or khaki pants or something, you know, <laughs> traditional perception of a scientist or of a higher academic person, you might not see the gentleman that's sitting in front of me today welcome or the to dude in front of me that's sitting here today, right? <laughs> yep. So welcome, Dr. Bud. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I just loved the way this started, though, because you really, you know, you're a smart dude, man. <laughs> and um, Yeah. So we first met at one of our FYS seminars. I was at a workshop. You happened yep. to be there. Um, and I'll just tell you, when you first walked in, I was like, who's this dude, man? Who's, what's this, who's this? I thought you'd, first of all, I wanted to check your ID to make sure you've belonged here. Um, you know, you had like biker boots, jeans, Levi's, good black thick leather, leather belt, beard, long kind of goatee thing going on, shaved head, right? I thought you were really cool looking. But then again, that's something that sometimes, you know, and I'm much less probably more conservative in some ways when I'm on campus than maybe you might be. So that's... And I'm somebody that likes that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I said on one podcast, I thought, he's hot. And then I think Brian had to edit it because I meant hot. Like, cool. <laughs> you know, I didn't really hot any other way. Right, right. I did. I didn't want to offend Dr. Bud right <laughs> no, off the bat. Right, right. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, welcome, uh, to you. so welcome again to the program. Just tell us, so what, what, are you, what are you doing here at Johnson & Wales? What are you doing here with your department? 
And yeah, uh, yeah tell us, fill in the blanks here now yeah. from the other intro that I gave you. All right. So, yeah, I'm a full professor here in the science department, College of Art and Sciences. Some of the things that I've done here at the university, the most notable, big uh, yeah. you know, professional accomplishments is helping to get the PA physician assistant uh, program up and going. Oh, really? Okay. I was with Lori Galligan and Sinise back in the day doing that. And then to feed that program, we uh, uh, helped create um, with my colleagues, Dr. Demos and Patricia Brady, mm-hmm. the biology program to feed that. And we made the biology program more like pre-med uh, focused, yeah. but any biologist can get in. And then from that, I was doing, uh, I was chair of the College of Art and Sciences Outcomes Assessment. So mm. that whole big <laughs> movement that we had to God do bless to you. go to task room and online. And that's what I wanted to fo- uh, focus my PhD, uh, well, not my PhD, but my professional, you know, full professor mm-hmm. experiences, the, the method and the modes of learning and outcomes assessment and analytics. So I got to nerd out for a couple of years doing that. And then just being burnt out. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, I was like, I probably got one more program in me, and that's when you know, me and Dr. Magnus uh, Thorson made a cannabis entrepreneurship. The market was hot. I was like, this is a good time to have a, a stake in the ground of this new movement across yeah. the nation and make a stink in Rhode Island and in the Northeast. No doubt. How successful has it been? Good uh, question, Michael. Very successful. Um, the university received it very well. They gave us uh, fantastic funding, awesome. especially for the science side of it. The labs they yeah. funded those very well, um, and and everybody in Rhode Island is very receptive to it. And across the nation, we have students coming from you know different states uh, to learn in this program and to partake in the Northeast uh, in industry. How many students do you, do you reckon you guys got? Oh, we got one from Alaska. Really? Yeah, she's graduating very soon and already has a job in the industry. Already? Kicking butt. Where would a student maybe migrate to from here? Like, Mm -hmm. how does that process happen? The connection between coming to school, being in the entrepreneurship program, specifically cannabis entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. being one of the first to graduate, I guess, and then out of this program, and then going into the workforce. How does that process happen? I mean, it's tough because we can't you know, legally, you know, connect a university with a workforce that does Mm -hmm. the marijuana illegal side of the industry versus the hemp cannabis, both cannabis anyways, uh, the hemp side of the industry, the legal side. So it's a fine line of finessing and whatnot. But the goal is to, you know, get the students there. That's what Johnson Wales does is we get students the job. And yeah, we just tried the best we can. And while covering our but CYA. Yeah. Does this fall into that whole like federal, it's illegal, yeah. local or statewide? It's federal. not. People yeah. are confused. It's because federal. of that one last stigma, mm-hmm. the last federal stigma. Gov- not, government has not kind of taken it off that uh, yeah. category. Exactly. It's presented a, 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 a litany of problems. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yep. if I'm not, yeah. So I did some not recent, some you know, interesting facts about cannabis. So it's actually mm-hmm. legal right now in 21 states. Yeah, legal recreational recreation. Yeah, yep. recreational. What if I've got a pound? Is that legal? Oh, there's limitations okay. on what you can have. Yeah, they but don't want anybody amassing a lot and becoming dealers on the side. So you're restricted. Your license is scanned, and the state keeps up with how much you purchase. Oh, so really? So it's that. Oh, yeah. wow. What if I smoke a pound a year? The state would know if you bought it through their shops. They would know all that data. Hmm. Yep. It's interesting you brought up Alaska because I've got another uh, fun fact here. Mm. It says, in Alaska, cannabis has been legal 
for personal use since 1975. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So we—I always thought it was Colorado. Me too. That was the first, yeah. you know, state that legalized it. But it's yeah. Alaska, man. Alaska. They had the curve. Yeah. yeah. Hey. So, what other problems does that present? I'm curious. This federal versus local disconnect. Yeah, I mean. Locally, the states are regulating it themselves, okay. and they're helping to define the market. And every state is different, and it's like the Wild West out there. Really? If the feds came in and you know controlled it, it'd be less of a volatile market and more mm. hopefully regulated, like you know any other recreational stuff vices that we have, like yeah. alcohol or you know that's that's legal. Yeah. You know, so we need the feds, and you know when they legalize it. At, at the federal level that will open it up for social, you know, sustainability of it. I mean, that's just fair game for everybody. When do you see it being legalized? I know it's probably a, a, a when, not an if. Yeah. Person, it's definitely going to be a political presidential if you were a betting, item. If you topic. were betting like the next five years, decade, uh, yeah, within the next year or two. Oh, that soon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Biden already recommended that it be rescheduled from schedule one to schedule three. Okay. So they're rewriting that and that opens up to more, um, research. It yeah, looks research like Biden's been on a lot of Potter THC lately. Is that the yeah. music? <laughs> lack of that wrong. <laughs> right? Yep. He's in favor of it. But yeah. Yeah. That's great. And uh, curious. We're waiting to see what happens. Of course, I'm sure you're excited from both scientific mm. and academic and maybe even personal ways. Yeah. You had said something that was interesting. And Nick, I think this ties kind of in what we're talking about here is when we spoke and even now you speak in somewhat of a guarded way in terms of the words you use. Is that a mm. misperception on my part or is my picking something up? No, I do have to um, slow down my head and not give the more scientific jargon and more of a jargon that mm. everyday people understand. And I work with a lot of different people with scientists and then with, you know, the person who, you know, is has their first grow and they have no training or background in it whatsoever. And all they speak is, you know, just, you know, a yeah. different verbiage. Yeah. So yeah. I have to, you know, jump around in my head a lot. So, and you have to watch that probably from a policy standpoint. Oh, Perhaps yes. Perhaps with work that gets you in trouble. Exactly. I speak very guarded. I do a lot of those CYA statements, cover your Give ass. Give us a couple of examples of how, how you might monitor or guard your words because of this mm. federal versus local disconnect. Yeah. So I would say marijuana illegal, but it is cannabis. Okay. So is hemp, which is legal, and it is cannabis. They're both cannabis. One's mm -hmm. illegal, one's legal. So if I ever say... Anything about cannabis is always going to be the legal version. I may trip mm. up and say the legal name, but I really mean, if I'm giving an example, the yeah. legal version. CYA. So the correct uh, word to use would be cannabis as cannabis. opposed to marijuana. Cannabis. Yep. Wow. Cannabis, the legal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. That's, that reminds me of like the days. Remember, you used to go in like the head shops, for example, right? And you could you say, can I have, you know, I'd like to some, smoke some pot. And someone smokes some pot. And, oh, oh, my God. Everybody be like, no, 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 no. You just need to have it. It's a tobacco product. Mm -hmm. Like they used a vernacular or language yeah. just to not get in trouble. But they were speaking the same truth. Yep. But in code. Yep. Yeah, kind of weird. Interesting. Yeah, maybe that will follow, and hopefully it will. Do yeah. you have to disclaim things like we did at the beginning of this podcast? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give us an example of that. I'm curious. Make sure we're covering our uh, <laughs> ass here. <laughs> I mean, that's basically my main disclaimer is, you know, hemp, the legal stuff. When I have, ever I say cannabis, I'm referring to hemp. Got you. Mm. you know, that's like the main cover. So so what is like, um, uh, 
the definition, right? If these are all the same kind of things, yeah. like walk us through the definitions yeah. of, uh, I don't know if you want to do marijuana, yeah. but like cannabis versus hemp yeah. versus marijuana. Yep. Right. Like so is, is, there is a, a real thing. Yeah. Yep. And marijuana is anything that contains 0.3% THC or more. Gotcha. And that's just an arbitrary number. The medical community is like people usually feel affected maybe at 1%, but the government somewhere in some policy had 0.3% <laughs> for another type of compound. They're like, oh, it's applied here. It's my favorite number of the week. Right. Yeah. yeah. Some standard so, that's been whatever yep. like that's not even carried the, over that doesn't relate yeah there's no stand to any um right. uh, doesn't have a support for it so anything with less than 0.3 percent is uh um hemp gotcha the legal um, stuff yeah yeah would we have anything on say campus that's more than 0.03 percent or is that what <laughs> it's like a CYA. we should not have any. we should not have it. no there okay is, yep 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 university does not want any of it on campus understood yeah Understood. So, I, I, Nick, have you been over to see the grow room over here? I have. Yeah, I've seen pictures, which is awesome. Right. So, yeah. I had the honor yeah. and the privilege of uh, taking a little tour back there. So, here's this beautiful structure, brand new, very modern, hosts the engineering department and the engineering students and the, at Johnson <laughs> Wales University. And all of a sudden, I walked in, there's a freaking grow room going on, man. Okay. It's like, pot, I'm like, whoa. Uh, Tell us about that, right? You guys actually grow cannabis? No, we grow plants that have similar growth features of cannabis. I see. We'll grow tomatoes because it grows like it and has the same um, treatments that we use in cannabis on tomatoes. And then we also grow catnip for, again, the anatomical feature, the flower, the terminal big buds. Interesting. So the students, uh, they get their own grow tent. And we had this competition lab called a grow off. Whoever can grow it the best and whatnot. And we show it off at the end cool. with our presentation. But they get their own tent. They control for the entire environment. We have sensors for carbon dioxide, oxygen, humidity, temperature. So we're recording the environment. And we're also recording what we feed it. And we're doing soil-based grows. So the students are writing their own recipes. And we're linking this to epigenetic data, which means that it's the environmental factors that turn genes on and off, like light cycles and whatnot. So yeah. I tell my students, whatever we're controlling, we're really flipping genes on and off, telling the plant when to be in veg, when to go to flower, by controlling this Interesting. force, this yeah. environmental force. Yeah, yeah. And they just are like, what? I'm like, you're working on the quantum level here. You thought it was just growing, and you know. <laughs> yeah, well, well, and, and that, um, you know, that kind of theory, though, that you're talking about, right? That environment is going to change the plant yep. uh, applies to so many things, oh, yeah. right? I mean, like it's literally every food that grows. I mean, I'm, yeah. these guys know I'm a big coffee guy yeah. and I just think about the way coffee grows and the environment mm-hmm. changes literally everything about how that one bean is going to yeah. taste wherever yeah. it came from in the world and all these I mean, other similar things. similar to wine. So, right? I was just yeah, saying, like, wine, right? Wine, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, you know, bringing it back to that uh, hospitality side of things, yeah. you know, like I even have a class where we talk about, you know, food and culture and tourism and all these things. And we like do one second of the idea of like growing conditions, change mm-hmm. the thing, whatever it is we're growing and then being, then tying that back to the place and the people and the culture. So it's interesting that, that this is a totally different thing, yet cannabis is doing the same yeah. thing. Yeah. I know? mean, we're taking the best of, um, uh, of what people want in, in every industry, yeah. which is like, um, personalized, um, uh, stuff, you know, yeah. personalized food, personalized yeah, yeah. Uh, merchandise, whatever. 
But we can do that with cannabis. We can turn genes on based on one type of environmental settings, and that might be really great on the market. And then it could be the same plant, and we can switch the conditions and have another expression of phenotype. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have that yeah. with lettuce. Lettuce at one pH would be more acidic-y and lemony tasting. You pair that with a nice citrus vinaigrette dressing. Yeah. And the same product, you change the pH, and it's more buttery, and you add that to ranch, and you got a different type of salad, wow. different yeah, type of yeah. lettuce. Interesting. It's just environmental factors turning genes on and off. I'm so still sorry. Can you spell epigenetics? For epigenetics. Me? <laughs> I'm still back there. What are you talking about? <laughs> so this is plant cultivation one for these cannabis entrepreneurship students. That's how we learn to do cultivation yeah. in soil. And then next cultivation, cultivation two, we do everything in um, water, hydroponics, aquaponics, aeroponics. But we also go to tissue culture. Yeah. So like with my moss on a um, science uh, project, we take a cannabis leaf or a tomato leaf and we can put it in a blender and break it down to its cells and grow those cells on a Petri dish that we feed it specific food. And then these cells become embryo, embryonic cells, callus. And we can take a bit and we can tell it to grow roots with hormone treatments and then we can tell it to grow shoots. So, so now instead of going from yeah. seed to soil, blah, 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 take your favorite plant, get a little clipping of it yeah. reverse engineer it back to its baby cell state and then just pull from there and to go from baby cell to full plant takes a couple of weeks wow that's I, unbelievable I, I love you <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. sitting here going I want to slap you and hug you at the same time because I'm just going woo there's a lot of right. information going on here and, and that's cultivation I'm, too I mean ah, that's I what the industry is doing yeah, yeah. it's not just in cannabis but it's in food as well so, so in culture. that regard <laughs> like you you wouldn't really need seeds no, right? it's kind of what you're saying. It's yeah, like, we call these synthetic seeds now. Yeah, it's almost like uh, like a like a stem cell therapy, right? Yeah. Like in the body, right? Same kind of thing. Like find these cells, train them to be something else. Right? Exactly, train them to be whatever you want. Good with them, Doctor yeah. Lavin. Please meet Doctor. <laughs> <Right. Lavin. laughs> <laughs> My science brain just kicks yeah, out. Yeah, right I like that. So <laughs> this is off topic. Off topic. I have to ask you. So I'm, I've been trying to grow moss on the side of my mm. house forever. And somebody was like, just grab some from the road and uh, mix it in a blender with milk. Yeah, buttermilk. What? Really? Yeah. Buttermilk. Is it, I thought they were bullshitting me. I was like, I don't know. No, make a pancake it. with that? A what, moss pancake? Yeah. All right, so I, it's true. Is that the breaking down process? Like you were just talking about the tomato leaf? Yeah. Well, yeah, you blend it in there and you break all the uh, big moss tissues, leaf, organs up to just cellular components. And then the cells will absorb the nutrients in the milk, complete their metabolism, <laughs> and perpetuate a whole new moss. Plant. Or you could just <laughs> get some crazy. of Dr. Bud's moss yeah. and just paint your house with that. You know? Why do you want to grow moss on your house? <laughs> you know what? I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, why the hell does he want moss on his I try to remove moss from my house. <laughs> is there an answer to that, Dr. Well, it is being. No, yeah. You right? said you want to grow moss on your house. Yep. No, on the side of my house. Why? On the walkway. Oh, because I can't grow grass because it's, oh, it's oh, too like shady. The, oh, I thought you meant like on the, the on the actual structure. I thought you were talking about on the house itself. No, dude, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a gay guy. I got the design stuff all covered up. You don't need to worry about that. I got it. Yeah. Does that help? You understand okay. what about yeah, it? Yeah, okay. yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so social justice. Can we jump back mm, to that for a second? Yeah. I think that's a great topic right there. What are the key challenges? being faced with social challenges first of all what is the social i mean we still dilemma? have the war on drugs and it's really targeting you know a certain ethnicity within our demographics and they are you know more prone to being arrested and jailed than others and you know it comes down to that it's unfair and 
Good thing that Biden expunged people's record who were right. hurt in the past. That's fantastic. And he's making it more socially just and equitable, which is great. So Biden, Democrats, and progressives are on the right side. Yeah. Um, now that the big banks are in on it, I mean, of it's hopefully going to fall under better regulation. But Interesting um, statement right there. You said the big banks. Yeah. Always comes back to money. It does. Doesn't it? Yep. And that's the un other unfair piece is that the main players in the market right now are those who have enough money. And those who have enough money in our nation, are you know what type of demographics, and they are running it. Of course, some states like Rhode Island have the social equitable piece where a certain number of licenses have to go to minorities. But again, you need a lot of money to get a business so off the ground. You can't get a loan exactly. from a bank. In order to get into the cannabis uh, business, right? Right. Right. You got so, the fair shot. You just don't got the money. Right. So do, do yeah. people, on that note, do do people who want to start businesses, because I'm just thinking of, about fundraising, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And is it, um, like, I remember, like, pot stocks yeah. were, like, crazy for, you know, like, a whole year, right? Yeah. Is that how we're raising money, right? So it's going to yeah. build your little business, kind of. Crowdsource. Line up all the investors, crowdsource it, yep. and then try to do like some sort of public offering and bring exactly. in investors that way. While under it being illegal. Yeah, while doing it completely <laughs> right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. Where promises are promises, but they're really not promises because they're never legally binding. Yeah. So it's a lot of shoot from the hip and trust. Hmm. And that's why we want to make this academic program is to, you know, regain the trust of people. Yeah. You know, help help the market out. When academia steps into something like this, it, it, it's a big thing. Do you think in the cannabis industry, are there more, this is probably way too simplified, but are there more business-minded people or are there more science-minded people? Meaning, more business are there minded. more like growers who are like, oh, cool, I'll make this a job? Or are there more business people who are like seeing the dollar signs and looking at the profitable Yeah, it's more business. Yeah. Yep. And that's how it's always been. I mean, the science, we were always there perpetuating it. Sure, right. Shouting yeah. it out as scientists, but nobody ever listens. It's not until a business person says, there's money in this. Right, right. right then people right. are like, oh, yeah, yeah there is. Yeah, yeah. We should have listened to the scientist. And we scientists are like, you should have listened to us. Right. 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 Yeah, it's yeah. always money talks first before anything Of course. Else. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay, that's social injustice number one. Mm -hmm. What's number two? Yeah, what was number two? <laughs> yeah, we have social justice and um. Oh, Hello, welcome, Doctor Bud. Well, program. <laughs> let me let me let me sort of stop. yeah. So stigmatism. Yes, I was going to say yeah. yeah. Obviously, there there is stigmatism still associated with smoking cannabis, right? Yep. The devil's lettuce, devil's and whoever lettuce. gets high is a dumb, dumb, an idiot, not making it big in life. So yeah, how are we combating right. gateway? That? How yeah. we, what are we doing? Gateway. Are we? Yeah. Are we combating? Right? Again, yeah, it comes what, down to education. There's more we can educate, the better. And that's, again, why Johnson Wells is in on this. It's for the education purpose of it. Now, you don't have to answer this question. Oh, here you it know, comes. You know where I'm going, you know where I'm going <laughs> yeah. with this, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you partake in? See, why be guarded? Yeah. You say it. You don't have to. It's illegal. I, mean, yeah. if you, I do. Yeah. It is. Just, but again, it comes down to that stigma. Right? I know. I feel like God forbid yeah. my students find I out. I know. Yeah. Or God forbid... Uh, you know, my boss finds right. out. There's you know, a lot of coming out of the closet now where professionals are saying, I do it. And Man, listen, <laughs> if right. it's legal, you know, I mean, when uh, I, why we still feel weird? When I was first but, on campus after we made the program, a lot of, you know, colleagues, not on just this campus, but other campuses are like, I too smoke. Yeah. Everyone was coming out to me. I was like, yeah. this is yeah. awesome. <laughs> but it's like, it's like uh, there's still a stigma associated yeah. with it. 100%. You know, yeah. and it's just... I don't know. I just find it ironic that 
it's legal, but they're still, you know. Well, do you think it's going to eventually though become as societal as you know, like getting a drink with your buddies, right? Yeah, or it's I like think. no big deal. Well, look at Amsterdam, Brian. You know? Right? right? Look yeah. at Amsterdam. Like you can go into a coffee shop and right. get a, a. How long was that curve for them to get from yeah. illegal to legal and comfortable? Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe not in our lifetime. But maybe in our no. kids' lifetime, I it'll know. be. I think it's, making, it's coming the quicker than you think. Yeah, you think so? I feel like we're like seventy percent there. Really? It's that that minority that really doesn't want it is super vocal. Well, let me about let me say it. this. Let me put it. Let me ask you this question: Do you think it'll ever come to the point that you can go into your corner mini mart and buy the same way we bought a pack of cigarettes back mm-hmm. in the day? Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll be able to walk into a a, 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 a mini mart and buy? A, a joint is that the proper? Yeah, I'm not going to rule that out of the world of possibilities. And Philip Moore's company are back in the game, and they want some of course this. They are, and they're going to go by their old models that worked, have it on every convenience store. So, yeah. of course, now that this behemoth is coming in, they're going to help write the legislations for that. What's a behemoth? Did I miss something? Behemoth, big manufacturing. <laughs> oh, yeah, big company. Oh, right. <laughs> Something big like that. They're going to help work. Excuse policy. him, yeah. Dr. Bud. Yeah. I'll tell you, I think those uh, the cannabis folks need to get together with those gay folks because they sure streamlined things in short order, didn't they? Getting stuff kind of on the vernacular and the social conscious. And I've got to tell you, I'm pretty proud of my people before yep. me that pushed that envelope so that I could be more comfortable today. But I'm still uncomfortable, Nick, with that stuff, which I see is similar. It was illegal to be gay. It still isn't some yeah. that have sexual acts that are gay that, you know, in some states still are on the books. So, I'm still shaking the AIDS de- epidemic, number one. Mm-hmm. Hard for me to, you know, kiss a man comfortably. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, you go through tr- that trauma of seeing your friends die right in front of you. And you kind of, it just doesn't fix because now you don't die from HIV. You've taken med- medications anymore. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or to kiss somebody in public, hold hands. That, I, 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 I'm uncomfortable doing it. You know, I saw a couple young folks, 15-year-old boys holding hands at the ball. I almost freaking passed out. I was like, well, don't do, do, do that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to protect them. But I didn't have to protect them. Yeah. 15 year olds at the bar? No, they're at the mall. Oh, at the mall. I I heard bar too. I'm like, "Mm, you're hanging out at the wrong bar. I was watching them from the bar that I was sitting at. Gotcha. Right, right, right. (laughs) Third social justice, if there is one that comes off top of your head. Yeah. We're getting there. Social justice. It's becoming more, um, Mm -hmm. people become more and more comfortable with it. And I tell people all the time, uh, my first partake in the industry was when it was medically illegal. So I got my medical patient's card, and yeah. it was fantastic. And that's how I got into the big, um, not the big, but, you know, the more scaled-up operations of GROW, where back in the day, the state allowed you to have, like, 50 plants, you know, yeah. 60. Yeah. Remember back in the day, we could have 100? Yeah. They're like, have 99, don't really have 100. Right. <laughs> right. Everybody was doing it underground, and that's where I nerded out because of my scientific training, helping other people with their GROWs and, and just becoming part of the culture. And now that it's above ground, it's fantastic. Yeah. On the um, on the idea of like reducing the stigmatism, I'm just thinking about you were mentioning like big marketing and things like that, right? I feel like there's so many celebrities now mm. who have like their own cannabis lines, yeah. and they're you Do know they? kind of the, yeah, like, but not like high level A list celebrities. I'm talking like well, Snoop Dogg has his own. Yeah, Snoop Dogg, right? But Snoop like Dogg. Um, comedian out Midwest, what's his name? Uh, he was part of the Blues Brothers. Oh, Dan uh, Aykroyd? No, Dan, no, no, no. Belushi. 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 Yeah. 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 Dan, Dan Aykroyd's a spirits guy, right? 
I oh, yeah, he has, yes, like, tequila. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I'm thinking, like, uh, like all these former, like, pro wrestlers mm-hmm. are starting to come out with, like, like Stone Cold Steve <laughs> really? Austin. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Ric mm-hmm. Flair has Stone his Cold. own, right? So football Stone players have their own. Yeah. Football players are starting to really get <laughs> right? into yep. THC and CBD, or CBD, right? More so. And, yep. you know, Gronk was, like, a huge... Support yeah. of it, so I feel like you know, as more of that's happening, it's just Willie Nelson, yeah, just yeah. slowly <laughs> proliferating out into society where it becomes more of a oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's just there. Pretty cool like, when celebrities start to become farmers. Yeah, again. yeah, I'm like yeah, yeah that's yeah. a pretty cool yeah, sideways right. yeah. uh, venture. <laughs> that's like Nick, like you said, Willie Nelson. How long was he standing alone on that stage, really? Mm. You know, for so many years, uh, respect. Now he's being joined by others, and he gets to see that this in his lifetime, which I'm yeah. sure it's not to the full extent yet, but I'm sure he's getting some satisfaction because he definitely played a part. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yep, he helped normalize it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny is the dichotomy between that you have the social injustice, but then on the other side, you see how beneficial it is, like uh, from a medical perspective, mm-hmm. right? How medical marijuana, medical cannabis, sorry, mm-hmm. yep. um, is so widespread and um you know across so many different um diseases and, and you know i just think, i just find yeah. that yeah mind and body that's what affects mind most of us now do you think that the medical part is what gave uh the recreational uh that led the way to the recreational Definitely. yeah yeah okay. watching how medical can be regulated responsibly okay. led to a responsible uh recreational market gotcha gotcha interesting yeah, I think the medical kind of was like the bridge, right? They made mm-hmm. okay because, well, it's medical. It's being controlled. Mm-hmm. That's a situation that gets into the science part of it, right? Where you're taking out any THC, you're using the, um, what are we using again? <laughs> We're using like the cannabis. Tell it, us. The, yeah, cannabinoids. The language again. Yeah, the cannabinoids. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like I'm stoned right now. <laughs> I'm so overwhelmed with information. Now, on, the, cool. um, on, on the medical side of things, right? Like that must have been a, a big kind of shit, right? You probably know more about this than, than we do, but like the idea of shifting from traditional like practice of medicine to like welcoming in cannabis into the medical profession. That's a huge shift in yeah. general, right? It I is. mean, and, and I think about like, um, I'm a big weightlifter, right? And there's all these new ways of lifting weights that are coming out. And a lot of the people that are perpetuating them are saying the textbooks aren't there yet, right? We're still training people on how you lifted weights 20 years ago, mm-hmm. but here's a better way. Do you think it's a similar thing in the medical field yeah. with cannabis, right? Like this yep. kind of like reawakening, this opening yeah. up to there's a new uh, way to sports treat medicine somebody. nurses were contacting me doing a survey and it was um the use, the effect of cannabis on pre and post workouts and yeah. studies like that are shown that the stuff, you know, helps you in pre and post workouts, helps you recover better yeah. and pre it helps you perform better. Gotcha. I need some. Right. right. <laughs> An interesting thing I read, uh, Dr. Bud, is that smoking cannabis actually reduces your chances of cancer. I mean, there are compounds in cannabis that are like anti-cancer that help fight off um cancerous growth and pathways so it is um it has been shown that um those molecules can help deter those pathways and growth can you get those molecules uh by not smoking it though 
right? Like it, like eating it versus um, smoking it, or is there like a, a different? Yeah, I mean, these would be like the uh, different types of cannabinoids that work on different mm, pathways. Gotcha. So these cannabinoids found specifically in cannabis. So we're not going to do twenty questions today to wrap this program up, but I do have one question that sort of would fall in that category: <laughs> edibles or smoking? Oh, Sir, I like yes. smoking. It's it's a, it's a ceremony for me. Nick, edibles or smoking? I got to tell you, um, I I'm not a big cannabis fan. Um, I've tried it a few times, and it's just it's not it's not something I I, I enjoy. Mm. Um, it just doesn't. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. It doesn't do it for me. I'll tell you one thing yeah. though, real quick. Um, I've been so I neck and back pain for years, years. I, I can attest to that. Confirm years. you have, yeah. Um, and I've done two things, and it's helped a lot. Um, gummies mm-hmm. for the pain, and, and it's helped drastically. Oh yeah. And um, you think there's a direct correlation? Oh, absolutely, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's night and day. Really? Absolutely. And then there's Dude, um, you're cooler than I thought. And um, you know, again. It, I'm very sensitive when it comes to cannabis, so I have to yeah, be careful yeah. how much and when, right? So I find myself doing eating more or, or consuming more rather on the weekends because I'm, right. you know. But it, it, you know, whatever. That's just a personal sort of thing. Mm. And then there's um, pain uh, creams yeah. that that content that have. Um, Cannabinoids. In Cannabinoids. It. There you go. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, remember Ben Gay? Yes. Same. <laughs> of well, course I do. Well, I want to say, you know, it's the same, <laughs> same pain, pain, uh, cream. And you just put yeah. it on the spots of your body that, that are sore or hurt. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it uh, drastic, drastic change in my pain. Brian Lavin. Nice. Edibles or smoke? Um, I don't do either, but. I'm way more open to it. Than what about when you don't be. have that stick up here? What? Who said yeah, that? Yeah, mm-hmm. no. Um, and it's not like I'm not against it. I smoke. Have, let me ask smoke you, a lot in high school. Okay, right. So you you have tried it? Oh yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and moved away from it uh, as I've gotten older. And then now I feel like this pull of it coming back. Right. Right. But kind of finding my place in it. Mm-hmm. But when you say the idea of a ritual, I totally get that. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I, I, I'm I'm in alignment there in that idea of having the process that goes with it. Mm-hmm. And I think you lose some of that with the evidence. Yeah. You know what yep. I mean? So yep. that's, I guess, that's my church is making my own. Yeah. That's my religious yeah, yeah. thing. So I, if we could just wrap up this, if you agree, Nick, I'm up, one more, because I, 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 I want to hear so much more. There's so much more to hear. I, I think we're going to have you yeah, for a second you're episode. Two, yeah, buddy. good. Yeah. <laughs> you going on a second date with us, Dr. Bob? <laughs> I'll be there. Okay. I'd like to just speak real quickly about cannabis and food. Food, because what role do you see that playing potentially? What is it playing, and what role potentially do you see it playing? Kind of a short response, if you don't mind. Yeah, I mean, food is one of the best ways to get your medicine. Food is medicine. Medicine is food. So it's it's natural for people to eat it uh, to to get it that way. And totally agree. Getting your food is fantastic. You can buy infused syrup, infused ketchup, infused salad dressings, soda, and whatnot. So it's there. Could Nicholas Macros, because you know policies and procedures and Johnson and Wales as well as the science and everything else, could he? I'm not suggest. I'm not telling you what to do here, no, Nick. No, no, no. But I could agree. he or I? Because I, I'm involved with Bistro too. Um, do that. Do we need special approval if we would incorporate an element of this in the food process to get ahead of the kind of trend? You could do it theoretically, but you can't practice it. What does that mean? 
you can have like um like mocktails, mock food, mock infused, where it's written to the T, where you're just missing the that cannabinoid. 0.03. Yep. I mean, you definitely can have THC, but other cannabinoids that aren't THC, you can have. Yeah. And terpenes, you know, you can do that as well. Damn terpenes. And you can get that from <laughs> the legal it. market, the hemp yeah. market. Hmm. So you can have some of the same therapeutic stuff without the THC. The THC is a psychoactive stuff that makes your head a little bit loopy. Yeah. yeah. But the other good body effects are the other cannabinoids and terps. You said effect. You mean feel it in your body, not just to relieve pain. Yep. I'm talking about to feel a physical sensation. In your oh yeah, body. yeah, yeah. Now, there are some that's strains all that. I'm confused. What's the cycle? What's the difference of that? It get high. Yeah. So there's two. Yep. One is one goes to your brain THC okay. and affects um, your mood and also sometimes time, time slowing, time. You going get the munchies, the. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, the rest is the body. Yep. Yeah. The body effect. You know what I like about taking the lead here sometimes in the program is that I did not get have to answer the question about edibles or smoke right now. Because I oh, asked yeah. you guys the question. Well, you never you never answered the question. Exactly. Next next on the agenda. No. Unhospitable with Nick and Dean. What? <laughs> Come on, you gotta answer the question. I um I do not do either. I'm not saying I wouldn't. Have you tried it? Of course. Growing up in high school in the seventies, man. Yep. How do you think I knew about going into the smoke shops and using the wrong vernacular? Because <laughs> you know, back in the seventies, of course, yeah. But I didn't really love it back then either. Yeah. It's weird because I was always been a huge drinker of alcohol, you know, mm -hmm. which is so many more problems which I've later found out in life. Oh yeah. I'm now since abstain willingly and of my own you know, choice, mm -hmm. but. It's so destructive in so many ways to one's body, to hurting others, mm -hmm. and it's legal in every sense of the word. Yeah, and we have pot, you know, which, which does is none still of that. trying to does none of that and trying to figure things out. But I wish I would have been more involved in the pot than the alcohol because I probably would have done a lot less damage. Yeah, want to play yeah. a game? Sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks for coming on the program, Doctor <laughs> Buggy. Cool, and you're smart. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. I knew you were waiting for this interview. I was. You were. I was excited. Yeah, it was awesome. Did you get to go where you wanted to go? We still a lot more stuff. Yeah, no, I think there's still a lot more. Gotcha. Yeah, I think there's. And Brian Lavin, who you know we love, part of, you know he's really sort of a part of the program here. He's not just the sound guy. Like he's been, we've joked, other people have joked in the past. Is it just came alive today? So Brian's piqued an interest for you, obviously, to see you. Yes, yeah. I love wanted. this. I'm married to a, a biomedical engineer, so oh, wow. I did not know yeah. that. That's why yeah. you're that big so old house I, man. I get that, yeah, <laughs> I get that yeah. science brain kicking on every now and again. So I did I love not this know stuff. that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, they're doing big yeah. stuff. And again, you're just cool. Thank you, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so listen, we got um we do a couple of different things here. We play uh, Hosp or Not, which is a game where you've had a situation, potentially something happened, that mm -hmm. maybe you question whether it was handled hospitably, or it was, and you know that it was, and you recognize that. That's mm -hmm. one. Second thing we do is 20 questions. We pepper our guests with 20 quick questions they get to answer, like I asked you one today. Fire, uh, uh, yeah, we got... Uh, what's it called? <laughs> it's called rapid who, fire. The, who the hell are you? Yeah, rapid but fire. We're actually give it a, a, another name just to sort of piggyback that, a tagline. And then we've got Foodie Fight, which is a trivia game. has to do with food and beverage. Are you a foodie, Dr. Bud? Yeah. Are you? You're yep. a foodie? Yeah. Yep. You like... Okay. Give us like, like why, okay, so why would you say you are? Give us one example which would make you feel like you're a foodie or think that you're a foodie. Just curious. I pick my places to eat based on reviews, if they're good or not. Oh, do you, do you, you know. cook? Do you cook at home? Um, yeah, once in a while. Okay. Yep, I used to cook a lot back in the day. Gotcha. But yeah. Any any uh, hospitality experience? 
I used to work as uh, at uh, Bailey's Beach, Spot Rock Beach Association. Went from dishwasher all the way up to line cook, yeah. grill guy, salad guy, drink guy, waiter, bartender, all the all the, all the good yeah. stuff. Pastry yeah. chef, yeah. So yeah. The whole, yeah. We yeah. kind of awesome. fit in here a little bit yeah. too easy, awesome. didn't I? Get a little bit of that. So let's spin the wheel. So let's let's fill our, our, our barrel of of goods here. See what's going to come up. Whoa, whoa! And the selection is for today. Foodie fight. Foodie fight is the game for today we're going to play. All right? Unless you have a hospitable situation that's happened recently. No, I'm not. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, here's the way it works. And uh, everybody participates, including Brian. And uh, I'm going to go through the first questions. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But if for any reason this is boring, I'll stop it earlier. But if it's fun, we'll go yeah, to all ten. ten now feels like a bold. Yeah, that's, that's a bold number. Yeah. yeah. Well, so can we all partake, or is it just Dr. Bud? No, everybody. No, everybody. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, individually yeah, called out. I'll yeah, I know. So. All right. So. You know what would be fun if we get buzzers, <laughs> and whoever buzzes first is the one that. You know, I did. Uh, I, I have a. Um, I do some like. Uh, trivia stuff in my yeah. classes and there was a buzzer mode option where they could use their phones to buzz oh, in oh, really? and it almost incited a riot come on <laughs> I was like I'm done we're never doing buzzer mode again yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. so that might be a bad idea in here <laughs> so some of our questions may be true or false I'll set you up before we uh, do that so the first question uh, on hospitable with Nick and Dean special guest Dr. Bud and foodie fight to wrap things up is this um Number one, what, go figure, this is by total coincidence, what <laughs> seeds are used to make Mexican pepitas, papitas, papitas? Papitas. It's spelled P-E-P-I-T-A-S, but I'm sure you already know that, Dr. Bud. I is that don't right? know. Am I saying it wrong? What? It's, uh, <laughs> what? What is that? What well, the hell, man? It's pumpkin seeds, dude. Pumpkin. Really? Pepitas. Isn't it pumpkin? It's pumpkin seeds. It doesn't say pumpkin. It what spells it, it out Kipo? frenetically. Oh. No, okay, where? so what or to a... make Mexican... Okay, let's do this again. What seeds are used to make Mexican pumpkins? No, it's pump, uh, it's pumpkin <laughs> seeds, dude. <laughs> okay, what's the answer? Well, does anybody want to guess? Oh, okay. just, oh that is the answer. That's the answer, man. Oh, my what? God. <laughs> pumpkin seeds is correct. <laughs> Good job, Nick. And thank you for listening to <laughs> 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 Next question. What 1997 film, later made into cable TV series by the same name, featured Sunday dinners that held a family together? Pumpkin seeds. <laughs> <laughs> the pumpkin family. Um, okay, can you read that again, of please? Of course, of course. So, what 1997 film? 97. 97. Okay. Uh, later made it into a cable TV series by the same name. Featured Sunday dinners that held a family together. The Sopranos. Anybody else? It I was going to say, that's it? a total I'm guess. 1997 <laughs> was, a, was a movie. It, it feels oh, like no, an Italian thing, but the, the movie thing. Oh, the God, no. Then it was, was a Godfather. show. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I got nothing. Okay, the answer is soul food. Ah, yeah. I've got to remember it now that I've heard it. Oh, right? yeah. okay. I don't next, remember it, but I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, next question. Um, what, which serving piece, spoon or fork, does the diner place under the food when taking a portion from a saved, a served platter? 
So what's serving peace? Spoon or fork? Mm-hmm. Does I know the dagger the, place I'm, I'm gonna, under I'm the I'm going to abstain from this because I know the answer. Okay, when taking a portion from a served platter. <clears throat> I'm going fork. Dr. Butt? Fork. Spoon, ladies Dang, and gentlemen. Spoon, you're both wrong. Uh, I tried. I went with the, the other way. Knifey fork. Good. Spoon. Your wings a little bit. <laughs> Next, in what direction is soup spooned mm, I know when eating? Too. Should when I answer? Eating. All right, let's. Okay. What direction is soup so spooned? I, yep. So Away. when you eat spoon. When you eat spoon, when you eat soup, do you bring the spoon, the spoon towards you or away? Dr. Yeah. Bud has it. Dr. Bud, you got it? Yeah, I said away. You rock, man. Right on. <laughs> Next question. What dining table lighting is considered insulting to guests? What table t- lighting? What dining table lighting is considered insulting to guests? Hmm. Hmm. I've never been offended can, by can we have lighting. A, can, I, I can't. can't I've, I've not looked light. at it. Hurricane we said lighting? the same thing. I've not can we have a hint? Daylight bulbs. Can you give us a hint? Yeah. Unlit candles. Unlit candles. Uh, if yeah. you think about it, they caught you off guard here. They were saying, come up with an answer. Right? I know, right? Ah, that they makes don't trust sense. you with fire. That's not yeah. cool. I would have yeah. said, said a flavored, scented candle. Scented candle. Because that would oh, yeah. affect it. Olfactory yep. Interesting. You lose yep. the sense of, uh, of smell of food, right? Okay. Who? Next question. Who must make the first toast to a guest of honor? The, the host? host? Yeah, I'd say the host. Julia Childs. No. <laughs> the host, of course, ladies and gentlemen. The host. Good. One more. What female British novelist? said, quote, one cannot think well, love well, sleep well, if one has not dined well. Novelist. What Brit- female British novelist. Wow. Who, who wrote uh, Under the Tuscan Sun? <laughs> what are you, Jeopardy? Right. Harry Potter? Yeah, J.K. Oh, yes. that, that, that was the first one I went to. Nick, what a guess? I, I have no clue. Virginia Woolf is the answer. Oh, of course. Virginia Woolf. Of course. Oh, Virginia Virginia about her. Yeah. Let's do a business. Let's do a bonus question. Okay, bonus <laughs> question. You got it, Nick. <laughs> I'm getting into this now. Yeah. How many tablespoons equal a cup? I know this one. I How many tablespoons this. equal a cup? That's not cool. Sixteen. <laughs> a milliliter. So you're liters. obviously not. You're not an accountant. You're, <laughs> I have to abstain again because I know the answer. Yeah. You do know the answer. What is it? What is it? Sixteen. The answer is Brian Lavin. Sixteen is correct. Oh, oh. go figure, man. Nice. Hello. Super extra question, Nick. Super round. Sure. One more. How many minutes past the slated time? Will a restaurant reservation be honored? Oh. I can give you options. Well, I'll tell you what I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Zero, minutes. Right Zero minutes. Yeah. Well, honestly, yeah, what you do if, with, with your 15 minutes. If they were later than 15 minutes, I'd give the table up. Yeah. That's, that's what I would say is 15. That's my, that, was, yeah. that's my, that was my policy. That's even pushing it. Yeah. Now, does, would that apply to you guys? I'm just curious. Like, Say you were on a date or say you um, were expecting a business. Somebody come to your office for an appointment. Same measurement of time for that, those things? I, I think um, if you're on time, you're late. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? 
Well, so you have to look at stick I was talking yeah. about, yeah. Brian. <laughs> well, you have to look at it from a business perspective, right? In a restaurant, that's that's your money maker. Yeah, you have right. no butts in the seats, right? Yep. So, fifteen minutes for me, man. You have a paying yeah. client waiting yeah. for the table, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. But your time is valuable too, Nick. You can say that it's a monetary value, man. Right? Well, yeah. yeah. What's the answer? Okay. Oh shit! Put the card aside. <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes. Ten. There we go. Hey, hey, all right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Thanks for another round of Foodie Fight, everybody. Dr. Thank brought you. a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Thanks Great for, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Uh, we'll have you thank maybe you, uh, what's after before? Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving. You want to come on back, say hello? Yeah, it works for me. Awesome. Dude, you're cool. Thanks yeah. again. Want to see you again. We'll hey, guys, you, happy everybody. Thanksgiving. Happy, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll see you later. 10-4, over and out. <laughs>